to On The Lockdown with your hosts, Larry, Alice, and Ogie, the Quarren Queens. We're here to help celebrate the playing Couch community and tell some of the stories of how we're all adapting to lockdown. Welcome to episode three. Why she, I literally, can't she just be on time? She's so annoying. I know, I said she was just on the Zoom. Yeah, house party. What's she doing at house party? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, any day. Like, can she hurry up? <laughs> I'm back! <laughs> oh, she's here now. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Work time. So, first off in this episode, we thought that we should definitely have Mr. Friend because what better to do than cook, especially in this quarantine period. So, we have Mr. Friend and we're just going to be asking him a few questions. So, thanks for listening. Hello, girls. It's a pleasure to be talking to you. And thank you the for pleasure coming. is all ours. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we were wondering if today maybe you could give us, uh, especially those going off to uni, but also just people who like to cook around the house, um, a, a few essential items everyone should always have in their kitchen. <laughs> now, my list compared to other people's list, like bonkers. <laughs> here, here goes. I mean, again, this like, the list I would suggest would be for people who like to cook and they enjoy their food rather than they eat just to stay alive. So people who enjoy <laughs> their food, I have to say this is what I would do if I were going on that exciting journey all over again. Um, so food-wise... Um, store cupboard again you want things that are not going to take up a lot of fridge space or a lot of space because you don't want to be going out shopping all the time Mm. I would say um, for example spices definitely so a small spice rack don't get one of those bonkers ones because you'll never use most of those so just (laughs) you know a small rack or a few spices of things that you like so things like chili uh, cumin curry powder harissa I would say they are essential because they will zhuzh up even a tin of beans a tin of beans is lovely but a little <laughs> bit of spices harissa or curry in a tin of beans just makes it a bit more exciting <laughs> pasta is essential it's quite a cliche for students students and pasta um <laughs> but seriously pasta is great great carbohydrate it is great therefore for filling up but actually nicely cooked pasta with some exciting sauces that are made very quickly uh, and very easily are an absolute joy and also pasta is something that as students if there's a group of you getting together let's say midweek um you know and you're going to sort of watch you know a a movie or something like that is a big bowl of pasta nice sauces some garlic bread and stuff all of you just dive in utter comfort sounds great (laughs) and you know real pleasure so now that we're in quarantine and we don't really have unlimited access to supermarkets like we used to Um, and ingredients that we might want um, to have what recipes or advice would you give on um, sort of substituting ingredients that we can't necessarily find on the shelves anymore or are in very limited supply Um, what kind of tips and tricks do you have up your sleeve for those kind of situations oh my gosh I mean it it is yeah it is really hard and I think um, you know at the moment for example things such as flour which is a staple Mm. is very hard we're starting to come back in again now which is good because we had a lot of really daft people who were stupidly there's no other word for it Mm. um stockpiling Mm. um and very sadly there's probably going to be many 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 
kilos of flour in you know many households mm. where it's just going to go go to waste it's really really sad but um things like eggs for example um which again are in short supply at the moment and actually eggs are not the cheapest things anyway um a bit of indulgence um mayonnaise cake a cake made with mayonnaise actually she said mayonnaise also as a store covered ingredient in its own right but mayonnaise cake um is wonderful so it contains enough egg but also the fat content that you get in a cake so you won't need to add any butter or marge with it you just add if you've got the flour and the sugar mm -hmm. and i can pop a recipe for a really simple mayonnaise cake again yeah, it doesn't absolutely. sound very exciting it's not like having a victoria sandwich and squirting a load of mayonnaise on it um, <laughs> maybe some strawberries that would be revolting i think but um it just mixes together and if it's if you've got cocoa powder as well to go in there it makes it really moist sticky light and oh. the little taste of indulgence and honestly, I was so sceptical when I first heard about mayonnaise cakes quite a few decades ago than I care to remember. <laughs> and I tried it and I was I was blown away. Um, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so, thank much. You so much. It's been really interesting. Thank you. It yeah. does. It's lovely chatting to you. No, thank you. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. And I it's hope some pleasure. of you listeners will get involved and maybe try out the mayo cake that we will yeah. link down oh, in i hope so and actually put pictures of it if you didn't just share pictures on yeah, the goat page i think yeah you can um, because it's, it's a really good cake and i would say for if you do make the mayo cake um make it as little cupcakes as well sort of small ones is quite Ooh, nice so um and maybe not tell people what it is not to be cruel to them but if you say to them, <laughs> oh you're going to eat a mayonnaise cake they are going to turn their nose up yeah. and just be bonkers. So maybe let you know, the proof in the pudding. <laughs> Sneak it into conversation like, oh, did you know? Absolutely. <laughs> did you realise what you just ate? <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mr. Friend. And, it's a um, pleasure, both. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank and you too, too. So here today with us, we have Ananya Sharma from Lower 5 Ashcombe, who would like to tell us a bit about her new podcast that I'm guessing it will be launched during this quarantine period. Yeah. Right. Okay. Aiming yeah, to get okay. it done next week, I think. Nice. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, so how are you? How, how have you been doing? I'm I'm good, thank you. Not too bad. Quarantine, it's it's getting easier to get through. Yeah. Mm. And how's yeah. how's GCSE like prep going? It's difficult to keep Intense. motivated, and yeah. I have a really weird schedule, but I'm I'm getting the work done. I think. What was it? Yours that were cancelled, or that's. That's no, the year right. above. Okay, as it has always been. <laughs> okay, so tell us a bit about your podcast. Like, what is it about? Um, just give us a brief intro. Um, I'm still trying to get, like, the details all ironed out. But essentially, I want to do it based on mythology that people aren't so familiar with. So, for example, Greek and Roman, you probably studied at school. And, you know, like, Latin and Greek, they're GCSE and A-level options. But mythology from other world cultures such as australia most of asia africa i want to bring attention to them as well uh especially because you know you're in lockdown you're bored and there's only so much content that's there so this might be something nice to take your mind off it and learn something new yeah definitely i mean i'm sure none of us know that much so it'd be really interesting to learn Not at all completely different <laughs> um so where does your interest come from is it anywhere specific 
growing up as a kid, I always read uh, Indian mythology. And it was always retold by my grandma and my mom as like bedtime stories. And it was adapted to make it a bit more child friendly, obviously. And there was always a lesson to be learned at the end of it, which I thought was quite interesting, and quite nice. Um, and I had lots of books growing up as well that I always used to read. So I think that's where it's really stemmed from. That's really cool. I really do relate about how you're saying like your mom and your grandma used to tell you Indian stories as well, because when I was younger, we were taught, it was actually part of our curriculum as well, but they teach us about Nigerian folklore. I've brothers are five years old now and we still read them stories now and it's quite nice just like learning about other stories that aren't just, I guess, the Western ones and Greek, Roman mythology. And my final question for you was, what's your own favourite folklore that you were told? Um... Growing up as a child, I loved the story of Ganesh, which, if explained a bit more deeply, it can be a bit difficult to understand. Which It's basically uh, Shiva's wife. She makes a son out of clay because she's lonely. It's a bit more detailed than that, but I can't remember all the details. <laughs> and she instructs him to guard her whilst she, take, whilst she bathes. And she says, don't let anybody in. And then Shiva comes back and Ganesh is like, I can't let you in because mom told me nobody can go in. And he gets offended. And so he cuts off his head. Bear with me. Oh, and... oh my God. <laughs> I, know, I know. It's it's a bit hard to believe. But then she comes out and she's like, that's your son. How could you have done that? And because of the intense amount of guilt that he feels, he instructs his servants to find an animal and replace his head and take its head and put it on the boy to revive him. And so that's how Ganesh was born. And I just thought mm. that even though he accidentally cut off his own child's head, he it just it's just the paternal love that he felt for him, even though he was only just told that was his son and how much guilt that he felt to revive him. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, yeah. that's really nice. It's kind of nice to know that, like, he didn't like it wasn't like a tragic story where he died no. like it kept going um nice it's also nice to know that it's not just the western cultures that have like you know parents killing their children and yeah, yeah exactly i've always been told like oh yeah greek stories they're so dark and i'm like yeah I'm, I'm, it's okay i'm used to it <laughs> <laughs> oh another like oh my god look at me with all these stories I read, um, I don't know if you've read this in Anya, but um, Mythos by Stephen Fry. My friends read it. Yeah, I mean, you probably won't like it because they're quite conventional and like, because obviously it's like Greek mythology, but highly recommend to all of our listeners out there. <laughs> Greek mythology, oh I, it was the first thing that I think really helped me when I first came to the UK, because mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure on like how to exist, if to put it. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it, but I just felt a bit lonely. And so seeing mm. more mythology, which was stuff that I wasn't familiar with at the time, it was yeah. quite comforting, really. Mm. Well, I have a question, actually, now that we're talking about like Greek mythology and everything. Did you read <laughs> the Percy Jackson series and the Heroes of Olympus series? I did not, no. I've never read them. Oh, no. <laughs> so can I just recommend to you and to all our listeners... <laughs> Again, you need to read they seem them. to be they seem to be like a formative part of every british kid's childhood yeah that's what i just I didn't have but i'm not even british and that's so 
And at the movie, if you watch the movie. Thank you very much for featuring on the podcast. And we'll be sure to, whenever you finally start your podcast, we'll be sure. Have you got a name, by the way? Sorry? Have you got a name for your podcast? (laughs) Lockdown Law is one that I thought of. Oh, that's a nice one. That is a nice one. That is a nice one. So we'll be sure to link it down below in our description and our attachments and everything. And everyone go listen to her. And do you have any last words to say for the podcast? Um, I hope everyone's having a good time. And I know that, you know, it's it's a bit scary at the moment. No one really knows what's happening. But I hope you're all safe and I hope you're all healthy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, thank you. So with us now we have three of the teachers. We have Mrs. Cook, Mrs. Eric, and Mrs. Patterson, and they've all recently got new puppies during the lockdown. So they're here with us now to tell us a bit about their new puppies. So do you want to go around, Mrs. Cook? Do you want to tell us about your new puppy? Okay, I'd love to. His name is Wolsey. Good uh, history name there. And he's absolutely gorgeous. He's actually Mrs. Patterson's dog's brother um and he's the reverend mcnair scott's dog's son so we're keeping it in the family and uh he's um black with a little white beard little white chest and um he is learning a few tricks now he if i call him to come middle he comes and stands between my legs so that he doesn't run off somewhere um so yeah he's he's bundle of fun lots of joy but also has chewed through my iphone um cable and the wooden stool uh the piano stool which i discovered today um so yeah he's still got very sharp teeth (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like there's no avoiding that one (laughs) no yeah (laughs) and what about you um well I've got a puppy called Luna and she's a yellow Labrador. She's very pretty and very cheeky and very happy. She wags her tail a lot, but she is a full-time job. I can tell you, (laughs) really a full-time job. I can imagine. Um, She had a very interesting start to her home here in Hindhead because I was supposed to be collecting her from Wales Carmarthenshire, which is a four-hour drive, the two days after Boris announced the lockdown. So when he announced the lockdown on that Monday evening, I said to my husband, help, we've got to go and get her now because, um, (laughs) because we won't be allowed to drive. So we got in the car at nine o'clock at night and we drove for about five hours because there were lots of lots of roads closed so it was a very exciting night because we felt so guilty that we were breaking the lockdown before it even got started and then we got there at two in the morning and um, we slept in the car and then picked up the puppy at six in the morning so it was actually quite an exciting wow yeah. Wow, that is. But she um, she wasn't very good in the car. She cried, so she Aww. didn't like being in her cage. So I had to sit on the back seat with her on my knee. But actually, she's <laughs> much um, she's she's much uh, much better at um, looking after herself now. She's Aww. growing up. She's That's getting bigger. True. And how old is she? 
She's 12 weeks now, so she's not very old, and she's not as well-behaved as Mrs. Cook's dog. She can't do anything clever like that, but she has stopped going to the toilet in the house, so that's a that's progress. I think. Yeah, that's Always a good yeah. start. And I don't think she's really chewed any furniture, but she likes digging, so she's <laughs> not that you know of. holes in the garden. <laughs> We've got the furniture wrapped up in... Um, uh, coffee pod um, boxes so that she you know the legs of the chairs are surrounded with cardboard but she loves it because now there's cardboard all over the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good idea though i think that's yeah definitely yeah. Ruben is Wolsey's brother and he is very like Wolsey all black he's um, a working cocker spaniel um he's coming up to goodness is it 15 14 and a half weeks old and um he is all black but he has a white um, his nose and chin and he's also got a white tip at the end of his tail and um, sort of white toes on his back legs um, he's very cute um, he's actually going through a bit of a manic um, moment at the moment he, sort of, he has a sort of manic evening time where he goes a bit mental um, he's trying to eat the kitchen at the moment but um, we're working on walking to um, heal, you know, so wow. we're, we're working on it. Nice. <laughs> it's, a, it's in progress. Um, and he is quite good at fetching when he feels like it. <laughs> but he, he, he's also learning to shake a paw, which is um, quite cool. So he can sit wow. and I'm trying to get him to shake a paw. But again, it's all a work in progress. But yeah, he's a, he's a cutie pie. But he, oh, like it. Mrs. Eric says, definitely a full-time job, actually. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But he's pretty good at um, waiting while we're working, actually. And, and um, toilet-wise, he's been really, really, really good at going outside. And um, now giving me eight hours of sleep at night, which is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how are you all finding it with um, both sort of teaching online and also looking after your, um, your new part? Is it difficult or are you, are you doing okay? Um, I think it's uh, for, for me, I'm just getting up really early. I get him up about half past six and then I take him out for an hour um, and uh, we go on Tweezledown race course and he has a run around. He goes off the lead now. So he um, he really enjoys that. He came back today like a drowned rat. He looked hilarious. Um, and then that sort of keeps him going until just after lunch, really. He falls asleep and then he'll stay with me. He's like my shadow. He follows me absolutely everywhere. Um, and he'll just be wherever I am. And then when he has, he's just having his mad moment at the moment. So the brothers are obviously um, have similar timing wise. Um, but with the great weather, we've had the door open. So he's been in and out and getting exercise like that otherwise we try to take him on a smaller walk in the afternoon as well um but yeah the morning is easier for work because he's asleep but in the afternoon it can be a bit difficult sometimes and I've got to keep switching off my zoom microphone because otherwise it's got squeaky toys in the background which is not helpful <laughs> in meetings oh. <laughs> I'm sure it makes everyone laugh yeah <laughs> how about you Derek well um, yeah, I'm managing. I, I I also get up at half past six and do the, you know, the toileting and the feeding and because she's very, very good at eating. She loves her food. <laughs> so that's first thing in the morning. And then I just, I seem to have quite well spaced lessons. So every time I'm not teaching, I'm out there 
taking her outside. It has been lovely, hasn't it? The weather's mm. been gorgeous. So, but today was difficult. But we did do a walk and um, got soaked, and that was that was fine. She doesn't seem to mind the the water. So, yeah, it, it's it's challenging, but it's okay. I mean. It's actually quite convenient being at home, isn't it, really, yeah. for this time. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I hope we can go back to school soon. I really yeah. do. Yeah. But, but anyway, you'll bring it, them in. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, so you have to yeah, bring them in. It has been useful having the time at home with yeah. the puppy so that I can go in and out. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining. And we will thank you so thank much. Thank you. Good to see you. Um, yeah, it's it's good actually. It's working out really, really well. Um, a bit like the others. Um, we're a little bit earlier, so um, I managed to sleep from about ten until six, and then but we're pushing a bit later every day gently. Um, <laughs> and then um, after breakfast, to take him for a good walk. Um, he has basically three shorter walks per day, and then um, I get some work done between breakfast and. Um, uh, sort of like break type time, sort of half tennis. Take him out for a quick wee, um, give him a run around the garden, then back to work again, then lunchtime a wee, um, and so forth, and then back to work. And so he kind of breaks it up. Um, so he has walks like after each meal, pretty much. And um, and then in the evenings, like now, he has his mat time where he really loves playing and doing lots of things. Welcome back to our nerd immunity segment. So, if you remember from episode one, we'll give you a little brain teaser for you to think about, and if you send in the answer, we'll make sure to give you a shout-out in the next episode. Clues, and the three clues have a link that joins them together. Your job is to find that link. Clue one. What is the name of the brass instrument beginning with a C that is similar to a trumpet? Clue two. What is the name of a person who lives in Naples? And clue three. What is the name for a bottle of champagne that is double the size of a regular bottle. And if you still need another clue, it's best on a sunny day. Like today? Oh yeah, it is nice today. Well, it's that Thursday. is quite subjective depending on where that you right. are. No, that- <laughs> and we're also recording <laughs> not on the day it's coming out. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much for listening we'll be back at the same time next week if you have any suggestions or questions feel free to email us this is the quarry queens on the lockdown signing off